0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the word of God. Father, we just thank you for this time, God. We just bless you and pray, She power. We thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you, your word is alive. Your word is live and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, you said it's spirit and life. Lord, it's what feeds our spirit. You said, "Man shall not live by bread alone." but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so we thank you for that word this morning, Lord, which builds us up, which edifies us, which gives us an inheritance in Christ. Hallelujah. Reserved in heaven for us. Glory to God, which uh, cannot fade away. Amen. And we access it right here, right now. Lord, we thank you. All that you've done for us on the cross of Calvary. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So we're going to talk about healing this morning. And uh was just stirred up again. You know, we've had uh, a number of teachings in Kingdom Harvest uh, along the way. And I know you have here in BCC, you know, over the last year when you had all the, the COVID stuff and, and what have you. Um, but recently, again, I'm hearing people, you know, being diagnosed with cancer or suspected cancer and all these things. And I'll tell you what, there's there's never a wrong time to build your, build yourself up in the word of God concerning healing. Never a wrong time. You should always be building yourself up. Not when you've got a challenge. Not when you, you know, are running for help or something. No, you, you build yourself up every day in the Word of God. You know, you constantly reinforce, constantly just immerse yourself in the Word of God. Continually immerse yourself. Praise God and just saturate yourself in the Word. And, and that's the key. The Word is everything. It's not your experience. It's not other people's experience. It's not what you heard happen to somebody else. You know, it's the word of God that gives us life and power and health. You know, and and long life and blessing, blessing on our lives. It's the word of God. You know, when the uh, when the trials of life hit, uh, you, you you rely solely upon the word. Um, I heard that during the the encounter, Tanya, God bless her, talked on uh, renewing the mind during the the encounter weekend, and she brought in the fact cloud, you know, when an airline pilot or someone who's flying an airplane, when they get into cloud and they can't see what's going on around them, they have no reference to the ground, you know, or the horizon or anything like that, uh, you can, and I've been in clouds and airplanes, and, you know, all you see is white, and that's it, you know, and... Um, and when you're, you're like that, the only thing that, that keeps you right is your instruments. If you know how to read your instruments, you, re, you rely solely upon those. Um, they say in your pilot training and things that you'll last about 30 seconds, okay, trying to fly by the seat of your pants in cloud if you're not watching your instruments because your airplane can just start to very gently get off course, you know, and by the time uh, a minute or two has gone by, uh, you can come out of the clouds and you are in a nosedive for the ground and you don't even realize it <laughs> because it creates a false sense of gravity. You know, the way the airplane is moving, you're trying to, to feel your way around, but you can't feel your way around. And when you get into trials in, of, of the circumstances of life or trials in your health, you can't go by feelings. You can't go by what you feel, the seat of your pants. You can't do it. <laughs> you, you go by the word of God. You know, that's your instruments. Only your instruments will tell you, you know, in the aircraft if the wings are level or not, or whether you're heading down or, or going up, your rates of climb or descent. You know, it's the word of God that gives you your bearings when you're going through trials or circumstance. You have to go to the word. You have to build yourself up in the word. Amen? Praise God. So, uh, firstly, we'll look at... Um, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1 we'll look at healing examples. How did people receive healing? What was important, you know, for them to receive healing in the scripture? In Matthew chapter 8 verse 1 it says when he was come down from the mountain a great multitudes followed him and behold there came a leper and worshiped him saying, "Lord, if you will, you can make me clean." If you will. And there's two things that you need to remember concerning healing. One is God's willingness. And one is God's ability, okay, his power to heal, his willingness to heal, and his power to heal. Here we see that this man, he had faith that God and that, that Jesus had the ability to heal. He had faith that he had the ability. He said, if if you're willing, you can, you can make me clean. But if you're willing, his problem was, was, was the Lord willing, okay? And that's that's the key. You've got to know that the Lord is willing uh, not only willing in a universal sense, you know, he's willing to heal, but in an individual sense, you need to believe he's willing to heal you. Okay, and that may have been this man's doubt. You know, he had seen other people healed. He, if he hung around any time at all, he saw people being healed by Jesus. People laid hands on them, you know, Jesus spoke over them, people healed. But he said, if you're willing to heal me, I, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Praise God. He's the creator of the universe. Do you think he's capable of healing? Amen. Of course he is. And but he's willing. That was the issue. So Jesus straightened out his thinking with one sentence, with two words. He said, I will. I will. Be thou clean. Be thou clean. Four or five times in the Bible it says God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't play favorites. There are no favorites. God responds to those who believe the word, trust in the word, and go to him, you know, solely, wholly uh, to receive. Praise God. So, right here, he's saying, that's not just written for this leper, that's written for you. I will, I will be thou clean. So, immediately, it says, his leprosy departed, okay? His, His leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said, see you go and tell no man but show yourself to the priests and offer the offering, as the gift as Moses commanded for a testimony to them. All right, let's look at another one. Praise God in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. Let's see. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. And we're going to look at God is able. Okay, God is able. This is the, the two blind men. Two blind men came to Jesus in verse 27. It says, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? Do you believe I'm able to do it? Again, do you believe that I'm able? Do you believe that I'm able? Do you believe that God's able here this morning? Do you believe he's able? Amen? He's able? So that was their issue. Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we believe you're able. So they obviously didn't have any problem with the willing part. They believed he was willing, (laughs) you know, because he didn't address that. But is he able? Yes, they said. Yes, Lord, we believe you're able to do this. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. Not according to Jesus' faith. Not according, you know, to the Son of God, you know, made flesh, walking among us. Not, not according to his faith. Do you believe that I am able to do this? According to your faith, be it unto you. Whatever you want, whatever you're believing for, be it unto you. Your faith, what are you believing? Do you believe he's able? Do you believe he's willing? Amen then he says so be it unto you okay according to your faith and their eyes were opened and jesus straightway charged them saying see that you tell no man okay then they departed and spread abroad his fame in all that country <laughs> so they didn't do what he asked them to you know i think <clears throat> i think what the issue was here was that when uh, so many people were trying to get healed by Jesus personally, individually, with his personal attention, laying hands on them, it took away from the other aspects of his ministry where he's trying to teach them, you know, the principles and of things of the kingdom of God, because you read where they were literally thronging Jesus, you know, to, to try and get to him, okay, <clears throat> praise God, but God is able, believe you that I'm able to do this, according to your faith, be it unto you. Let's look at uh, Mark chapter 9, verse uh, 17. Mark chapter 9, verse 17. And again, it's uh, the man whose son was epileptic. Epileptic. And again, it's an issue with whether or not God is able. In verse 17, it says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And whosoever and wheresoever he takes him he tears him and he foams and he gnashes with his teeth and pines away and I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out and they could not and he answered him and said, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? how long shall I suffer you? bring him to me and they brought him him unto him and when he saw him straightway the spirit tear him and he fell on the ground wallowed foaming and wallowed foaming He asked his father, how long ago is it since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it casts him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, okay, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If you can do anything. So his experience was that he had just had the disciples praying for his child and the disciples hadn't gotten any results. So his experience for the the immediate past there is no results. So he says, if you can do anything, Jesus, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So he put it off on Jesus. Jesus put it back on him. Watch this. And it says here, Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes if you can believe. So what is it saying? See, some people think healing depends on God. You know, he's healing some, he's not healing others. Sometimes he's willing to act, sometimes he's not. You know, sometimes, yeah, he's, he's ready, but other times he's waiting. That is not true. That is not true. It is always, yes, I'm willing to heal. All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and Amen you know the message of the gospel isn't yea and nay you know yes and no you know he, you know here sometimes gone the next and you know willing sometimes not the next no it's all yes it's all yes and so jesus put it back to him if you can believe all things are possible to you who believe <clears throat> so that's wonderful i mean tell your neighbor it depends on you <laughs> it depends on you Because that means it's always available. Are you with me? It's always available. Because we can always access it. God isn't isn't saying it's it's dependent on me. No, he's saying it's dependent on you. You can access it. And how do we access healing? How do we access anything? You know, James chapter 5 says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. The prayer of faith. How do we access it? Faith is the transaction, the, the, the medium of transaction whereby we get things from heaven. Amen. Part of our inheritance, we pull it down to, to this earth. You know, we receive it right here, right now. Faith is that medium whereby we accomplish that. We make those transactions. You don't do it by good works. You don't do it by how wonderful somebody is. I know the most beautiful people in the world that have died of sickness, disease, cancer, some of the most beautiful people in the world, and why, why did that, you know, the big why, why did that happen? We don't get it by good works. We don't get it by how how wonderful we are. <laughs> I, I think of one person, you know, I, I mentioned them to a lady who used to work with him in the offices of uh, Castle Ray Borough Council. She said he was the most gentle man I've ever known. I said, have to second that. <laughs> lovely guy absolutely awesome you know but he died of cancer now I'll tell you the body of Christ has suffered because they haven't realized healing is always available it's available by faith it's available by faith and how does faith come again it comes by the word You know, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you read these scriptures and you go over these examples, you see how the people in the Bible received healing and you can receive it the same way. You can receive healing. You can access healing anytime, anywhere. Amen. It is yours. It is yours by right. It is yours because of the cross of Calvary. It is yours because of the stripes on Jesus' back. You know, if we could ever think and and just, again, imagine and understand that the creator of the universe became flesh, walked among us, and he bore those stripes on his back. He bore the pain, the punishment, you know, the the stripes, the the lashings, you know, the the tearing of his flesh. He suffered all the pain that we would suffer if we were in that place. He suffered all of that. Why? Why? For your healing, it was purchased. It was purchased. It was bought. It was bought. It's yours. And that's what the Lord is saying to you, to me today. Healing is ours. Exodus 15, 26, God said, I'll put none of these diseases upon you. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. And we access it by faith because it's already available. Amen? Praise God. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. There's nothing that's impossible. (laughs) The end of this story, again, is, you know, the Lord obviously rebuked the spirit, saying, Thou deaf and dumb spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, enter into him no more. The spirit cried, tore him, rent him sore, came out of him. He was as one dead. They said, Oh, look, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. You know, it was wonderful. So praise God. if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Again, when, when you have a situation, I don't care how far along something something is, or, you know, there, there are people that find out they, they've had a cancer diagnosis or something, and, you know, they're pretty far along or something like that. There's, there's nothing impossible with God. Amen? Nothing impossible. It's never over till it's over. Hallelujah. You know, you, you can just believe the word, stand on the word, receive. You know you're healing at any time. All you have to do is build yourself up, and it doesn't matter what the diagnoses are. It doesn't matter what the reports are. Doesn't matter what the X-rays are. Doesn't matter what the biopsies are. Amen. Doesn't matter. Amen. Praise God. So let's look at another example here: <clears throat> the centurion, Matthew chapter eight. Matthew chapter eight. See, there's 31 uh, different examples, individual examples of healings in the scripture, healings and deliverances and people being raised from the dead, 31 individual examples, and uh, so these are there for our learning, and about eight of those are people being raised from the dead and being liberated from demon possession, okay, eight of those, Uh, the other... 23 are examples of healing, and uh, just over half of those 12, they all mention, you know, examples of faith and belief and and things like that. So we're looking at those. Matthew chapter 8, and verse 5, it says this, And when Jesus was come into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. So a personal visit, personal visit from the Lord to the centurion's house. It's it's already in the works, okay? Jesus is starting to head off in the direction of the centurion's house. But um, the Jews at that time were were not supposed, because of the law, they weren't supposed to enter into uh, the houses of the Gentiles because it was uh, deemed unclean. Uh, So the centurion here, Jesus was willing to go, but the centurion here says, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. So here's the centurion. He's got a chance of a personal visit of Jesus to his house. And he turns it down. (laughs) He turns it down. He he says, Lord, I'm not worthy. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. Isn't that powerful? Speak the word only. He goes to the word. He doesn't go to the personal visit, the personal visit of Jesus. How many of you, if you had a choice of Jesus speaking the word over your situation or a personal visit to your house, which one would you take? (laughs) A lot of people would go for the personal visit. But the centurion here says, speak the word, speak the word only. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, verily, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. I've not found so great faith. And that word there, not so great faith is so vast, you know, so vast. I was just looking up there in the Greek, you know, I've not found faith as vast as this. As vast, as enormous, as great as this, praise God. That was enormous faith for the centurion. And it's because he understood authority. He understood authority. When you're believing God and you're receiving the promises and you're accepting God's word over your situation and circumstance, you know, you're you're pulling in the authority of the kingdom of God into your situation, into your circumstance. You know, where the Lord said, pray, my Pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God, the will of God. Again, the will of God, it's revealed in three places. The Garden of Eden before sin, no sickness, no disease, no calamity, no tragedy, you know, no health issues, uh, heaven, in heaven there's no sickness, disease, calamity, tragedy, you know, pain, sorrow, suffering, uh, and then in Jesus' life. He went about, in Acts 10, 38, he went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. He never, ever told anyone that sickness was the will of God, or sorry, God's teaching you something through this, or sorry, uh, God's getting glory, and after he gets his glory, then I'll heal you, or something like that. He never did any of that. Again, the perfect will of God was revealed, you know, in, in Garden of Eden, heaven, Jesus' life, praise God, and it's perfect. So you're praying the authority of the kingdom down into your life. So that's exactly what this man said. I'm under authority. You know, I said to one go, and he goes to another. Come, and he comes. Do this and do that. Speak the word only. My servant will be healed. So how many of you are willing and ready? Take the word. Take the word on healing. Amen? Take the word. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all... Your iniquities heals all your diseases. Amen? And uh, Deuteronomy seven fifteen talks about, you know, uh, it says, the Lord says, I'll take away sickness from the midst of thee. You know, it, it'll not come near you. I'll take it away completely from the midst of you. You know, Psalm 91 says, No plague shall come nigh thy dwelling. You know, there's so many wonderful scriptures, praise God, uh, of healing. You just bring the word into your situation. So, uh, after that, Jesus talked to him. In verse 13, he says, said unto the centurion, Go your way, as you have believed, so be it done unto you. Go your way, as you have believed, so be it done. Again, a blank check. A blank check. As you have believed. As you have believed. Faith, the transaction for receiving healing. As you have believed. What are you believing for? What do you want? What do you want? (laughs) Glory to God. Isn't the Lord good? Praise God. Those are blank checks, you know. People don't use checks anymore, hardly. <laughs> it's like, blank check, you fill it out. Whatever you want in there. Glory to God. So, let's look at the Syrophoenician woman, Matthew 15. Matthew 15. The Syrophoenician woman, and in verse 21, it says this. When Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon, behold, a woman of Cana came out of the coast. The same quotes, and cried out unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Have mercy on me, son of David. My daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. So it's a deliberate situation. But watch this. He, he said not a word unto her. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. She cries after us. Here's a woman that wouldn't receive no for an answer. And this is another aspect of receiving healing. You've got to be tenacious. You've got to be bold. You've got to to be strong and and go for it. Hallelujah. And she cries after us. And and it says, but he answered and said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And uh, that's Jesus primarily primarily his ministry. Uh, Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, "It's not meat. It's not right for to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs." Now, we know that Jesus gave his life for the world, and he's only using the vernacular of the day here. The Jews called the Gentiles dogs uh, because they were, they weren't part of the covenants of God. So she wasn't part of a covenant, the covenant uh, of the covenants of Israel, being a Syrophoenician woman. But you know, he said, "It's not." Right or meet to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I'm, I'm convinced, you know, the scripture says that Jesus, he himself said, I only say what I hear the father say. I only do what I hear the father suit do. And I know he's, he's doing this to provoke a response from her, right? What's this response here? She says, uh, she says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I mean, I can see the smile on Jesus' face. He's like, You nailed it, (laughs) okay? You know, that that was a word to the Jews and to the Gentiles, you know, that the table was set with healing. It's not right to take the bread. Healing is the children's bread, amen? Not right to take the bread from the, the children's table and cast it to the Gentiles or the dogs, but she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Even the crumbs from the table will get you healed and delivered. Amen? Even the crumbs will get you delivered. <laughs> so I know Jesus was delighted, you know, and he said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you, even as you will. Another blank check. Be it unto you, even as you will. Not just, oh, your daughter, let your daughter be healed. No, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Great is your faith, woman. Be it unto you, even as you will. Absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful. Again, just an an open book, you know, God saying, whatever you want, be it unto you as you will. So that's absolutely wonderful. And again, she was bold and tenacious. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Did Jesus tell off the woman? Did he tell her off for, for coming so boldly, for... For not being turned away, you know, the disciples telling her to, to be quiet, asking Jesus to tell her to be quiet. <laughs> no, she, uh, she wasn't told off. The Lord loved it. Praise God. Acts chapter, sorry, Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Here it says, And Jesus went with him. Now, verse 20, G- with him, much purified him. Verse 25, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, this is the crowds are thronging Jesus, people followed him, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Praise God. So here's a woman with an issue of blood. She wasn't supposed to be out in public in the crowds. Um, there was the, the religious law of the time, you know, for sanctification purposes that she was to separate herself from the multitudes for that time um, if there was an issue of blood. And, uh, but here she disregarded that. And she had to because she had this issue for 12 years. (laughs) She would have had to have been locked away for 12 years. But she said, look, I'm just going to sneak up. I'm going to, whatever way he's facing, I'm just going to come from behind. I'm going to touch him when he doesn't know it and I'm going to get it. (laughs) She had tremendous determination, tremendous faith. Amen. She believed, praise God. And it says, Jesus felt the power going out of him. Verse 30, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that the, that virtue or power is the word there in the Greek, had gone out of him, turned him about in the press saying, who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, why do you say who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fear and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Say, your faith has made you whole. Say it again. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. And she was completely healed. Praise God. Again, a woman who was tenacious, a woman who who was courageous. Praise God. She went after the healing. And I tell people, you can get healing when the Lord's not even looking. <laughs> he wasn't even looking. You know, praise God. You can reach out. Why? Because it's always on. The Lord is always, you know, his answer is always yes. It's always available for you. I look at another one here. Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. One last one here. Blind Bartimaeus. Look in. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. How many of you are seeing a pattern here? A pattern, okay? You don't ever have to question. You don't ever have to question the will of God. You don't ever have to question whether healing is yours, whether healing is available. It's available all the time. It's available all the time. Praise God. Mark 10, verse 46. It says this, And when they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. So there's a great multitude. He's by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. So what had what had he heard already of Jesus? He must have heard. If you can get to Jesus, you'll be healed. He's healing people. Okay, He's healing people. Multitudes and multitudes are being healed. So as soon as he heard it was Jesus, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, many, that he should hold his peace. Be quiet. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. Shut up. This is an honorable man. You shouldn't be making a big scene. Don't cry out like that. And it says, but he cried all the more. All the more. Praise God. Is this a determined man? He's going to get it, isn't he? And it says, uh, he cried all the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. After all of the multitudes and the crowds and all the people there, Bartimaeus completely got Jesus' attention. Completely got his attention. I mean, stop Jesus in his tracks. <laughs> Praise God. And you can do that today by calling on the Lord. Amen? You can do that today. You can call on the Lord. You can be the focus of Jesus' attention. Hallelujah. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, he calleth thee. Now now they're encouraging him. Pity it wasn't before But now they're encouraging him. He is the sole focus of Jesus. Jesus is saying, bring that man. Bring that man. Every one of us can have that kind of attention from Jesus. Every one of us, praise God. He's at the right hand of the Father. We have access before the throne of God. Every one of us can call on the Lord and be saved and be healed and be delivered and be set free. He's not too busy. He, he, he's not indifferent. The Bible says he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows everything about us. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every thought before you think it. The scripture says he knows your down sitting, your uprising. He knows everything. His thoughts towards you are wonderful and more numerous than the sand of the sea. Hallelujah. You can be the sole focus. Of Jesus. Jesus wants to touch people. Jesus wants to heal people. He wants to touch people. He wants to heal people. But will you go to him solely, wholly, and focus on him completely? Focus on him completely. You know, some people are trusting in doctors and medical science and the National Health Service and their insurance policy and everything else. But will you go to him? When you go to him? That's the safest place. There are no limitations with him. Everything else, doctors, everything else are limited. Jesus is not limited. And he's always available. And it's free. Amen? Praise God. We want to pray for people here today. Amen? 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 And <clears throat> just want to let you know that you can build yourself up in these scriptures. Build yourself up and just, just become strong in healing. Strong in faith. Strong in knowing that healing is yours. Amen? And we, again, we want to pray for people. If you believe that the Lord is able and you believe that he's willing, amen, then you can receive. You can receive. And faith has corresponding action. Hallelujah. So, you know, the Bible says these signs will follow those that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Praise God. Um, I was thinking, thinking earlier that is there someone with pain like in the base of their neck? Um, like at the, the base? Anybody of pain like right right in this part? If you do, there's a hand raised. Anyone else? Do you want to come forward for prayer? Hallelujah. This is real church, right? This is, this is the real stuff. <laughs> Amen. Do you believe the Lord is able and willing? Amen. <laughs> Father, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you. Lord, we speak healing. Healing to this neck, Lord. Healing in the name of Jesus. Completely. Completely. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for that release, God. In Jesus' name, that release. Just move it around right now. Just move it around. How much pain did you have before? What's it feel like now? You feel fine? Okay. Okay, sometimes you wake up with pain, you get migraine headaches with it. Okay, so we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it. Father, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that we are your personal concern. Lord, that you, you are the healer. You, you, it's your work. It's your work in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So just move that around. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you feel any pain now? It's Yeah? Okay. Well, we believe in Jesus' name. When you get up in the morning, you are not going to feel pain. You are not going to feel pain. <laughs> You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank <laughs> Lord. Amen. Amen. Did anyone else have any pain in the right foot? Right foot? Big toe, right foot. <laughs> I know that was a usual one, so. Anyone else? Big toe, right foot? No? Hands up? No? Praise God. Hallelujah. If you do, come to me. Praise God. How many of you sense the presence of the Lord? The Bible says in the Scripture, says in the Scripture, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. I feel that here. I feel that now. Amen? You can walk in that every day of your life. Every day of your life. Hallelujah. When you're walking out there on the street... You can pray for people. Amen? You, you can see the power of God move. We're going to see miracles like we've never seen before. Amen? Like we've never seen before. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and I mentioned what I was going to be praying on. He goes, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Amen? If you have need of healing, I'll pray with you up here at the front, but <clears throat> we'll, we can we can close the service as well. But... Um, signs and wonders signs and wonders guys I'm serious I'm serious these are the days these are the times (laughs) God wants to do more than ever so BCC will be known as a place you can come and be healed there you can come and be healed there well what's wrong with you you can come and be healed at BCC I remember a, a, a girl 15 years old Um, That was prayed for. I think it was a meeting, I think, that, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had organized it probably on Hamilton Road. I think a minister from India came or something. But 15 years old girl, born blind in one eye. She was completely healed. She was completely healed. And um, I remember another gentleman who used to come here. He had his knees blown out from the army Marching, 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 climbing mountains, hills, marching, marching. Blown out his knees, cartilage gone. He was supposed to go to Sandhurst for officer training. And they said, You're done. You, you, your knees are out. You're blown out. He came here. I believe it was your dad? Pastor you know, John prayed for him. Pastor John prayed for him. And he was completely healed. All new knees. All new knees. I think of uh, David Hickenbotham praying for a guy who We were out doing street ministry in Bangor, and a guy uh, who was heading, it was like, um, was it a Friday or, no, I think it was a Wednesday he did the outreach there during the markets, um, prayed for a guy who was supposed to go to uh, an eye operation to get his eye removed. There was cancer behind his eye. He was getting his eye removed uh, on the Monday, on the Monday, um, David prayed for him, and the Monday when he was going up on the train, he said he, he just felt something come over him, a whirl of color in, in his eyes. He had a picture like a, of Jesus smiling or something like that, you know, a vision of Jesus smiling. And when he went to the doctor, uh, that he said to them, he says, I think you need to check me over. I believe I'm healed. And they said, okay, no problem. So the consultant checked him over, uh, looked at his eye, and the consultant goes, why am I here? This man doesn't need surgery. He was completely healed. <laughs> they even had a glass eye for him. And the consultant said, go ahead and put the, the glass eye in your pocket. Let it keep an eye on your money. <laughs> <laughs> and that, Isn't that wonderful? And not only that, he was colorblind before, he said, but he got all the color back. Isn't that wonderful? Give Jesus a hand. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you this morning. If there's somebody else in here, you need prayer. I, I'm here to pray for you. Amen. Otherwise, you also receive it yourself by the word. Amen? You receive it yourself. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.